Welcome, and thanks for joining us on our Friends in Wonder Thanksgiving episode. I'm Vince Kern, and on behalf of co-host Joe Luther, we're grateful you hit the play button and joined us this week as we focus on gratitude and gratitude journals. As always, we appreciate the shares, likes, and feedback, and you can reach us at friendsinwonder.com or by our show's email, talk at friendsinwonder.com. And now, on with the festivities. Well, hey, Vince. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, uh, it is Thanksgiving week, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. And uh, I'm excited about our episode today, but, um, you know, it's also the holiday season, for crying out loud. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I heard my first Frosty the Snowman on my way over here as I stopped in a in a store, and uh, I was kind of surprised because I thought, oh, why haven't I heard it earlier? Well, that's what happens with the holidays. They always kind of catch us by surprise, right? We're living in our in our denial that it's a ways off, and suddenly you hear a, a song or whatever. Yeah, um, but it's not Frosty the Snowman time. It's Thanksgiving time. It's- well, yeah, some people believe that you're not supposed to turn your Christmas lights on until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe that? Well, um, I do, but I don't really have any judgment about people. I know my daughter loves to listen to Christmas music in the middle of the summer. So God bless her. She's got the spirit all year long. (laughs) Oh yeah. She's a walking Yuletide joy. That is for sure. (laughs) But anyhow, um, no. And, and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're grateful for recently. Like, for instance, we just got notification from our podcast platform that we've had 1,250 downloads so far yeah. um, total, which um, maybe it doesn't sound like a lot to those big influences out the influencers out there that get millions, but um, we're pretty impressed and, and not only impressed, but grateful um, that that many people want to push play and listen to us knuckleheads. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's very true. And, you know, interestingly enough, I was looking at the statistics and um, we've had downloads from literally all over the world. And right. Yeah. The, uh, the yoga podcast. Yeah. That especially. was popular in, in many, many countries, not just in countries you would think that it would be, but Europe and South America and Asia. I mean, you name it. With A lot from-, from India. That would be the one you'd be more expecting. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it turns out people like to listen to podcasts about yoga, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know who they are per se. We, we get information on the cities and the countries, but it, it's interesting. I, I recall um, pre-COVID, there was a gentleman, his name is Three Trees. Oh, yeah. The yeah. great shamanic, yeah. sound shamanic healer. Yeah. Yes. He does a great sound bath healing, and he does it professionally in many venues. But when COVID hit, he decided to, A, learn how to do it, which I think is amazing. But he did a live Facebook um, sound bath every, I think he started doing it on Tuesday nights or was it Thursdays? Thursdays, I think. I remember you telling me about it. And I got to tell you, man, it was the, it's really helped me get through those, those dark days. Yeah. And And, it was a commonality. Yeah. And, you know, to get to the point of people listening from all over the world, he had people listening from all over the world and this, in the comment section on Facebook, which of course was live, you could just feel the unity. So, you know, I don't know who the 1,250 uh, people are absolutely who pushed the button, but we're grateful for them. And we're also grateful for everybody here in the United States as well. It's 
been a great experience. Yeah, and and I'm grateful for what we're doing, Vince. It, it was a blast. A few days ago, Vince and I um, did our first interviews on the street, uh, which is going to be in an upcoming podcast on generations. We did. Uh, we went to a University of Michigan tailgate because we wanted to find a variety of age groups of people to interview and boy we found a variety of humans a variety of humans (laughs) if you want to talk about a collection of humans go to a college football tailgate we did over 20 some interviews and they weren't just you know one questions they were 20 some discussions and and you know it it was really a, a grateful thing in the sense that we're able to get out there. We, you know, people are very eager to talk. Yeah, it turns out that people at tailgates don't mind having a microphone put in front of their face. No, we had a couple of people. <laughs> one, 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 two guys walked up and said, "We're ready for our interview," and and we hadn't even approached them, so we interviewed them. Yeah, no, it was great. And and shout out to all those people. We're very grateful for that. Yes, as well. So we'll be hearing about that in an upcoming episode. And uh, you know, as far as the podcast goes, we've got a lot to be grateful for. Um, and but we were talking about this, and you know, Joe, you raised up a great question, which is, um, you know, you're talking about how we take things for granted and, and not, not being grateful enough or not. Right. And the spirit of Thanksgiving, um, you know, no better time than the Thanksgiving week to think about what we're grateful for. And kind of as a corollary to that is, you know, why do we take things for granted? You know, and I, and I know it sounds a little judgy, um, but I know for a fact that we, we all are not, I should never say all, but too many of us take too much for granted. I'm raising my hand over here. <laughs> right. And me as well. And, and I think we were talking about that as part of this episode. And, uh, you and I were kind of wondering, why is that? Friends in wonder tend to wonder. And we wonder why is there so much taking for granted these days? Is it part of our DNA or is it? part of our society or culture. Right. And that that prompted a lot of thinking. You know, a lot of times when I think about cultural anthropological things, I always go right back to the hunters and gatherers, right? Right, right. Well, that's what we love to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Did they, so did they take their existence for granted? And, and, And I think, well, they sure had a lot more of some things that they had to focus on and they had a lot less of the things that we have to focus on today um, in terms of distractions or taking for things to take for granted. And, and I got to thinking, well, it's not just that far back, but even a few hundred years ago where a family, you know, had a farm and everybody worked on the farm and everybody was, was together and, and everything was about sustenance and, you know, they had less to take for granted. You mentioned a, a glass of cold water even. Yeah, no, when we were when we were discussing it, I thought, yeah, you know, just because I tend to think that we have so many creature comforts um, that it too often, you know, we take things for granted. And, and so to contrast that people 100 years ago didn't understand or didn't didn't have even the opportunity for a glass of cold water. And, um, unless you went down to the spring and, and drank it down there. Well, yeah, not everybody, you know, so the, the, I guess the point is 
we have so much and and you know going back to the hunter gatherers days i'm sure they were grateful when they were able to eat um and today all we have to do you know most of us is just go into the kitchen and find something to eat right so you know we can take that for granted a full stomach we can take a glass of cold water for granted there's so many things that we have at our fingertips that other people you know before us didn't have um so that's part of it i think that's part of the cultural thing um and then you had talked about and i think that's very important too is that sometimes we don't focus on what we have as much because we're too busy doing and not, you know, taking enough time to smell the roses, as they say. Yeah, I was thinking about um, the Thanksgiving dinner just as a as a as an example. Uh, in in that farm family I was talking about earlier, they they probably worked for weeks to get everything, you know, on the farm ready. A little bit here, a little bit there, and and you know, and it was all self contained and you know we've got to run out and spend hours you know shopping and getting the perfect ingredients and getting the right things and everything has to be you know right and and so do we spend more time is it a distraction to being grateful well i mean it, it can be a distraction i think that can be part of the reason why we you know go through a whole thanksgiving season without really taking a lot of time to give thanks. And, yeah. Um, and it's certainly, I think it's very valuable to have this holiday, um, just like New Year's resolutions and whatnot, fo- get us to focus on certain things. This is a great time to focus on what today's topic is, and that is gratitude. And, um, you know, we, we already had an episode recently on grieving with gratitude and and obviously gratitude is a big part of our DNA. We love, um, we, we find, um, grace and gratitude. Um, as hard as it is for us sometimes to get through our own, get, get besides ourselves, that is a goal, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, it's not always easy. And this idea of taking things for granted is kind of the opposite of, um, giving gratitude. Right. And you and I were talking about what would be a good way to, you know, celebrate Thanksgiving. And, and we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we shared our experiences, um, with, um, the gratitude journals that we yeah. have kept from time to time in our life? Yeah. There's a lot of ways to, um, you know, to, to be grateful. Some people are born with it. You know, you meet these people that walk around and they're just, their trait, their biggest trait is they're grateful for everything. And, and they're wonderful people and, and, and you love them. But sometimes you look at them and go, how the heck can you just be that grateful all the time? And, uh, you know, I'm always amazed by those people, sometimes a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it can be a trait and it's a great trait and, and it can also be like, you know, it can be a mood and, and uh, you, you just, you're just in that, you're out in nature. And, and that that gratitude for nature just just comes to you envelops, you, envelops you, or it can be an emotion. You know, it can be, hey, somebody just said something really nice to you, or or did something unexpected for you, and 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 that that gratitude of emotion comes up. But it's still a practice. And and as hard as I've tried keeping a gratitude journal over the years, I haven't always been successful. 
even though I recognize it's still one of the best things I can do. Yeah. Well, let's first talk about what a gratitude journal is. And, and I, you know, I, I but I, I guess I do want to finish on what you were saying. And that's, and that's this idea that it isn't a chore because when it becomes a chore or a to do, sometimes it's, you know, well, it's it, when you get that advice to say, Hey, you, you should keep a daily journal. Right. You know, and then I have to do this every day now. Yeah. And certainly there may be good things that come out of doing it, but uh, it's also an opportunity for you to feel like, you know, you're not doing your job or right. it's a chore. Um, and that's not what the idea of this is at all, because, you know, our personal experiences are that gratitude journals or the, the concept of giving attention to gratitude is something that can be a part of your life in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be daily. Right. It can be weekly. It can be annually. It doesn't it can, have to be digital. It doesn't have to be on paper. It, it doesn't can, have to be in, in a gratitude journal. It can be anywhere you want it. Right. Um, but the idea is giving attention to gratitude, and what does that do for you? Right. Now, my personal experience has been that um, if I sit down and I tend to like, for instance, I, I'm I, obviously I'm I, I'm grateful for for my wife. She's just a wonderful person, and I I think she's got a, a very high gratitude trait. She wakes up every morning happy and joyful. always positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm a little grumpy in the morning. So, but <laughs> I've seen I, that. Yeah, but you know what? I've learned to under to be grateful for her gratitude trait in the morning. But, but for me, um, you know, it's a hard thing to, to do daily. So I'll write down, so I'll say, Oh, I'm grateful. You know, I'm, I'm always grateful every day at the end of the day for, for my, my wife, you know, she's the greatest thing in my life. And then, um, and then it's like, okay, I wrote down yesterday. I'm grateful for Sheila and you know, da, 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 da. And then I thought, well, I just keep writing down. I'm grateful for her. Maybe I should start talking about why I'm grateful for her, identifying to myself at least what the, the specific things that, that I'm grateful for. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole idea, I guess, of a gratitude journal is this kind of forcing yourself in a way to, to specifically get out of your zone of taking things for granted and give attention to the many good things in your life and why you are grateful for them. And in the practice of doing it in a journal kind of just is uh, more of a discipline to, to get you do, to do it on a regular basis, Yeah, but it isn't necessary. But when you do do that, um, do it with some purpose. And that's what you're getting at is this idea of, you know, not just, Oh, I'm grateful for Sheila. Well, yeah, I'm grateful for Sheila when she wakes up in a happy mood, or I'm grateful for Sheila when I'm in a grumpy mood, she pulls me out of it. Or I'm grateful for, you know, my automobile because when I turn it on, it keeps me warm in the winter. There are so many things that you can be grateful for and they, and they can be, you know, about so many different things. Yeah, they don't always have to be the big things in your life. They can be the little things in your life. I was driving home the other night. Of course, it's dark now, much earlier. And it was snowing and cold and you know, not too many people out. It was beautiful, even though it was dark. And, and I thought, wow, this is really pretty amazing. I'm moving 
down this road at a speed that is pretty fast that several hundred years ago people wouldn't be traveling at. And I've got these wonderful lights in my car. And it's not a great car or a new car. It's just the lights at night were like little you know, I hate to say it, Christmas lights inside of my car, you know, <laughs> but I was grateful for it. And I thought, wow, I just am grateful for this particular moment. Yeah. Um, I had two Dairy Queen uh, thick and frosty, not thick and frosties, uh, the extremes uh, that I was also in my car. So well, who wouldn't be grateful for that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it doesn't have to be the big things, right? It can be the little things. No, right. And I think that's the point of what we wanted to get at today is that not everybody is familiar with a gratitude journal and we're certainly not telling anybody they have to do it. But what we want to do is talk about the benefits of a gratitude journal and maybe how to do it if you want to dabble with it. And it doesn't have to be in writing. It can be something that you're doing when you're in your quiet times. It can be something that you're doing when you're driving like like Vince was but but to do it with a sense of purpose um and then we can discuss what the benefits are yeah. and um and so the idea is um to do it with um prompting which is you know I am grateful for and it can be you know people it can be objects it can be places or experiences um, and then you throw that why in there at the end and you can do that while you're driving. I'm grateful for, you know, my mother, I'm grateful for my son, or I'm grateful, whatever it is and why, or I'm grateful for being alive in America at a time when yada, yada, you know, whatever it is that moves you. You can categorize it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful for the trip I took with my dad before he died. Any of those things that are, you know, valuable memories that you have. And when you do that, what happens? Yeah. What happens when you're when you're giving attention to your gratitude? One of the things I found helpful is what you were just talking about in the sense of, you know, you, identifying what you're grateful for can be an overwhelming task if you're really got a lot to be grateful for, right? So how yeah. do you sort it out? And then it's like our our, our business mind or whatever says, yeah. oh, I got to prioritize this stuff. So I have to be really grateful for the big things and the little things go down here and blah, blah, blah. But you showed me an example of, of where you, I think you had broken it out into some categories where it was like nature, family, uh, you know, creativity. And underneath each one of those, I think you called it bulleted, journaling or something yeah, to that prompting effect. yeah that, it's like yeah. yeah yeah so so you know the whole point is is do what's comfortable for you but challenge yourself to to do it in a way and you said it intentional and that was one of my big shortcomings until i realized that if you categorize it you can always find then you can think about those things and then it becomes a creative process yeah and then suddenly your attention it comes to things that you may have been taking for granted and you're giving gratitude. And so what I, I guess the question I'm asking, not rhetorically, Vince, I'm actually asking this question out loud is what happens when we live in gratitude? Right. What happens when you live in gratitude, Vince? What is, you know, what is your experience? 
all my experiences and I have much better experiences for one. I mean, I, when I am living in gratitude and truly sitting back and sort of watching life being connected to it, but also not reacting to it in the way that, you know, I, I do exactly. take myself out. It, it has to do for me with being present, being in the now, being connected, accepting exactly. for people who, what, who they are at the moment they're, they're in and, uh, and not trying to change them. And, and all that. Now, it isn't easy and I'm not the best at it, but, but it's the goal. I think you nailed it. I think what you're, what you, you touched on there is, is this idea of living in the now. Yeah. Um, smelling the roses, right? Smelling the roses is, is living in the now is not walking by roses. Living in the now is noticing the roses as you're walking by. And you don't even have to stop. Yeah, as long as you smell them and notice them, as long as your awareness is that they're there. Yeah, then you're. That's the the same as giving gratitude, and not only are you living in the now, you're living more connected to your environment and to others. Because too often, what we're doing is we're taking things for granted that are near and dear to us, and that is in a way disconnecting us from the joy of of either that relationship or that, or that feeling of presence in our environment. Um, so that's the whole idea. When you, when you use these tools of, of, you know, giving gratitude and they can be, again, like we said, they can be anything that can be written. It can be just something that you do uh, mentally or there are apps. There literally are apps that you can download that are, gr- that are gratitude journal type apps. I think one is called presently. It depends on the platform you're on. One is called um, presently and the other one um, reflectively. Yeah, exactly. Reflect, reflectly and present. There's a, and there's probably hundreds of others because, you know, it, it is a big area. And I think humans are evolving back to wanting to express gratitude. And I think more people may be journaling these days. I don't know, but my, my hunch is that, that there is an emphasis placed on the healthy benefits of, of, of doing that. Yeah. And, um, but the, the other thing is, I think from my experience having um, kept a gratitude journal is I've too often been very enthusiastic about doing it on Thanksgiving Day and and having the intention to do it every day or, or every week or whatever it is. And sometimes it just, you know, it gets away from me. I, I stop doing it. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't about that. Like we're not, this isn't a failure thing. Like if you undertake to do regular journaling or or giving regular attention to your gratitudes and you slip off, it's okay. Like you, even if you do it once, like if you just do it after this podcast and don't do it ever again, that is a ripple effect. Um, that is good for the universe. Yeah. And so this isn't a chore. This isn't, you know, an opportunity for negative self-talk because you didn't do it right or you didn't do it enough or you didn't do it regular and regularly enough. This is a tool to give you joy and to, and to kind of change your, you know, our, our modernistic way of, walking through life without recognizing all the things that we have to be grateful for. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that worked for me. I mentioned a few things that didn't work for me. One thing that worked for me was um, a guy said, and, and you sort of, I did this intuitively occasionally, 
But somebody drove it home and he said, and it's a very simple statement. He said, when you sleep, you're going into your subconscious mind, which is controlling itself. And you have no control over where it goes, except if you spend your last 15 or 20 minutes before you go to bed with negative self-talk and wallowing in what happened today or what didn't happen or being stressed out about a work situation that you have no control over, um, then your brain is going to take that as a direction of where you want to go in your subconscious sleep. And you sleep if you're lucky for eight hours. So that's what your brain's going to be doing. Absolutely. That was going on during the pandemic. A lot of of people were going with terrible news on their mind. Yeah. And, And he said, instead of doing that, spend the last 15 or 20 minutes in gratitude, thinking about, and we've just talked about all the different things and ways to do it. And now you're telling your brain, Hey, this is where I want to go. So, so, you know, help me out here and it'll still work out all those crazy things on its own, but you might wind up dreaming about something pleasant and waking up more refreshed in the morning. I think you probably will. Yeah. And that's been something that's worked for me. Well, no, that's interesting because I think you brought up a good point because some people do their gratitudes in the morning when they wake up and it kind of sets them off in a happy mood. You mentioned you do that with uh, Sheila in the morning or she brings that out in you, um, which is great. Uh, Some people do it right before they go to sleep. Some people do both. Uh, Some people do it in the middle of the day. It's all good. (laughs) Some people do it five or six times a day. One thing I think is also worth noting, though, is it's always easy to give gratitude when you're in a good mood or when you're in a good place. Right. Um, Sometimes the most difficult time for giving gratitude is when you're in a dark place, when something bad has happened in your life or you've gotten some bad news or or maybe even after, like we, we talked about with our grieving and gratitude, um, maybe even after the loss of a loved one, um, it's very difficult to start counting your gratitudes when yeah. you're feeling really bad. It's hard to put that meat in the stew when... Yeah, but that's probably the best time yeah you know because there's always something to be grateful for no matter how dark um your situation is and when you take time to to start inventorying all the things that you have to be grateful for it brings you back um so yeah that's and you know i i I think this is a robust discussion of journaling And, you know, for me, it rekindles the desire to find a good format and, you know, add it back into my repertoire. Because frankly, I have not been doing the written gratitude journals in the last several months. And Thanksgiving is a great time because it's a holiday. You've got some more time to to spend. So rekindle that journal. I'm motivated to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to pick it back up and find a good format and, and use the journal as a tool. And in the meantime, just grateful for being able to do this, to share this with you listeners. And we're grateful for you. 